We're ready. We're going. Great. We're live. We're live. With um, uh, are you gonna put your theme tune on? Yeah. Theme tune. your week been then Caitlin? Um it's been okay. Pretty bog standard like everybody else yeah. in the country at the minute. Yeah. It's really hard isn't it to like kind of know what to do at the minute because especially it's really sad isn't it seeing the news and like up north up north um loads of restaurants and just places where people would normally accumulate are having to close down again. Yeah. But again, like, who was that comedian I said? The guy from um, Liverpool. Oh, ugh. I hate him. Do John you? Bishop. Oh, I love Absolutely. him. Absolutely. No. I love him. No. I'm going to have to disagree. No. We're going to have to disagree because <laughs> I do love the Scouse accent. Ugh. I no. do love Well, Scouse. I don't mind. Actually, of all accents, I don't mind that, but I do not like him. Oh, God. No, I love him. He's got, I'm sure he's got a gay son, and uh, not that matters, but. He was on the Jonathan Ross show talking about it and saying, like, he just didn't care at all. He yeah. didn't understand why anybody would find it a problem. And I, like, that really made me warm to him. I don't even like him. But, um, but he was on the, uh, he did a video the other day that I saw on Facebook that my friend sent me. And he was just saying, like, talking about the most ridiculousness of everything. Like saying, it's funny how, you know, we're one big country, yet the virus seems to know Scotland, mm. Wales, Northern Ireland. Um, also, what was it? Um, that the virus knows not to, like, affect anyone yeah. after 10. What was that joke you saw? <laughs> it made me really laugh the other day about the virus. No, it wasn't. It was about Prince Philip. <laughs> We were talking about the virus and then it reminded me of the Prince Philip thing. I didn't have one about the virus. No, I thought you did where you said something about, um, oh God, the virus. uh... Yeah, it's like the virus, when they announce a new restriction coming in, but they do it on Monday instead of that day. So then it's like all the memes on Facebook where it's like, pretending it's the virus saying, yeah, just saying, no, I'm on annual leave this weekend, but I'll be back on Monday, so... I love that. He says, I'm on annual leave. I yeah. love and I know you, you're kind of nonplussed about it all now, aren't you? You've kind of had it enough of it now. Yeah, I don't care anymore <laughs> about anything. It's awful though, because it makes... I don't think it makes you feel... No, it probably doesn't. I don't feel like I've cared <laughs> from the beginning. I just... We were told to work from home, which we did. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't change my life in any way. I was still going out every day. I was still leaving the house. I was still going to all the shops. Was, well, you know, obviously the shops were closed, and... but I mean, like, <laughs> the supermarkets. I just don't feel like I really changed my life in any way. Mm. And I don't... F- and some and people... I didn't ever get coronavirus. Yeah, so. and some people might see that as being really selfish. But... Yeah, I can't bear to talk about it anymore, but also it's <laughs> only the same with everyone else. Like, everyone's having the same conversations. There's no point in us spending minutes on the podcast uh, talking about it because everyone's true. having the same conversations anyway. That's true, that's true. Go on in. I'm, I'm quite happy to finish it there. All right, well, we were going to... But coronavirus. <laughs> 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 oh, God. 
<laughs> is when I sit back and edit this, all I do is no, no, no. I'm so bossy. I don't know where it comes from. The funny thing is, though, it's literally like I, it, it goes right over my head. I just look at you like, and you're all going, no, no, and I'm going, <laughs> don't pay any attention to it. We're a perfect match. Yeah. yeah. I can do what I want and you yeah. just let me walk all over yeah, you. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> So, shall we move on to the question we received about... Oh, yes. ...to yeah. have a conversation and mm-hmm. perhaps maybe it could be advisory if you yeah. want to take advice or not. I think we're both opinionated, aren't we? We've both got lots of um, yeah. advice. I, think I feel good. like this, the topic that we're going to discuss is, like, going to be a like deep dive and, like... yeah. Yeah, it's it's something that's both affected us. I think we both we well, both got lots of experience. Yeah, about well, so it. does everyone. Yeah, yeah, true. So we had a question about uh, like friendships, specifically in adulthood, like yeah. maintaining friendships and how friendships should work in adulthood. And you know, it was based around that. But then we got onto lots of conversations about just school in general mm-hmm. friendship groups and then how that's moved through like obviously you went to university and had your friendships yeah. there and then how that's progressed into your adult life yeah so should we start with the way friendships are at school or the way they were for... i think start at school yeah because i think anything ah! <laughs> <laughs> well i think anything before that like i like i know you disagree with me i can remember like bits of play group and stuff um, but I don't remember like friendship building at all. I don't remember knowing people no, in that kind of level. So definitely primary school. Yeah. So, so go, primary school and secondary school. So go on, you start off with your experiences. <laughs> I don't want to, it's too personal. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want me to start off? Yeah. I'll try and keep it short. Yeah. Um, I think throughout uh, primary school especially and secondary school, majority of the time I felt very alone. Friendship wise, I had, um, I grew into a friendship group and they were lovely guys and I, I can not, def- they, you know, yeah. they're still really good guys. Um, but being creative and probably being gay as well, and I knew from a very young age, created I think a lot of loneliness for me. Yeah. And obviously then you get to secondary school and you get, in in where I went, you then get split up. Like the, the guys that I grew up with, I still saw them outside of the school. But at school, I like, felt incredible loneliness. And I dreamed of having that kind of best friend and someone I could relate to. Yeah. And I didn't have it. And did you feel similar? Um, No, I feel like my... um. Maybe it is different with girls anyway in a school environment because I think all that was important to me was like a best friend. I wasn't so Mm. bothered about having a group of friends and I feel like I did have like those close best friend relationships. I just... um, Obviously with school, your friendships are friendships of convenience. They're not really friendships of choice. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you are. Wherever you only you grow. have those people at your school yeah. in your year. Yeah. Um. So it's not really 
yeah, it's just not really a, a choice. But I think I definitely had really close friendships and um, good groups of friends, but not they weren't the kinds of friendships that would have surpassed school, and they haven't. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were kind of good for what I wanted at the time, but <laughs> like not. Well, I suppose that's for everybody, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's well, it's not though, is it? Because lots of people are still friends with the exact same people. Yeah, I mean, I I sometimes find that a little bit like you've not moved on if you're still hanging around with that yeah. same big group. Of- I couldn't imagine in my life. I'm only twenty two. I haven't been away from school for that long, but it feels school feels so Mm. far removed from my life now I couldn't imagine being in a group of people and still be talking about people from school and that's all because that really if you were to be friends yeah yeah, if you were to be friends with those people all you have in common is school and that part of life you don't have anything else in common or I definitely wouldn't with people I went to school with so I think so there are people out there who are very lucky my sister's got two yeah and my brother is friends friends of all his school friends still There, there are some people that are incredibly lucky and they get um like I say my sister she's got three really good friends i'd like to say they're really good friends to yeah. her you know and um but it's not all she's got like she's no, got that know, she's different married. sides of her life yeah, yeah yeah whereas some people do carry on with those friendships and don't ever open their world up to different Other things yeah. yeah 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 that's very true and then i got to the fifth year and then i just suddenly like changed and got my own yeah identity which again was another kind of lonely identity because I started to be into the 60s scene and yeah. a mod and I started dressing very differently. My hairstyle was very differently. I've been craving that. I had been craving that big group of friends um, and never really getting it and never understanding why. You mm. overanalyze yourself and you think, what is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, do you ever do that? Um, no, I think, I think I felt really different to people and like I have different interests and different... I spend my time in different ways, I think, to a lot of people my age. Um, But I don't think I ever felt that I was wrong doing that. I just realised it was a difference and I just had to look for the right people. I think as well, like a regret that I have with school is... And I think this sounds silly, but I I genuinely... And obviously it's that it's wrong. But I think my most important thing with school was the way I looked to other people and kind of... Because in school, you do have, like, the social levels, don't you? Yeah. You have, like, the popular people and then, like, the mid-range people. and then Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was important to me that I was in the right social, like, yeah. hierarchy. Yeah. And I know it sounds stupid, but I do think that was important. And so... I know that those people, the people I, were, I was friends with, although I did, in, you know, enjoy lots of my time with them I definitely think um they weren't the best friendships for me Mm. and there were people that I went to school with that I I feel I should have invested my time in other people at school I think I was so caught up in being in the right group of people because Mm. it made me look a certain way and I'd get what I wanted out of my and it doesn't make them a bad person it's just and it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just those 
at the time yeah, it, it felt right, but actually it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I don't think it felt right at the time oh, either. Okay. People need different things, and I'm yeah, quite an independent person. And like the way it's the way I've heard it, the way somebody has explained it to me is that um, everyone gets their energy from different places, and lots of people do get their energy off of other people and mm. being around other people, whereas other people find that exhausting and p- get their energy from kind of being alone and getting the chance to like yeah. feel grounded and I don't feel grounded being with other people and what import- what's important to me is not a large group of people it's like personal like a friendship like we have yeah. that's what's important to me not a big group of people yeah, yeah. it's the money for saying that <laughs> <laughs> it's do you know it's one thing I think being on um Facebook is a real eye-opener, especially seeing people that are still really good friends with their school friends, but also those that um, create new friends, but they still are acting like they're at school. Yeah. Like we were saying the other day, I, I've i been 45 since I was 12. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not into, I don't know, conflict. I'm just, I don't, I think I have different things different things are important to me and yeah. I feel like I've always felt like that other people put things at the top of yeah. their list and I put thing other things at the top of my list and like with school friendships obviously like I've said I'm still young and I'm not yeah, that yeah. far away from school so so when I see people from school I feel like they're really bizarre interactions. Like anybody else, like if it was somebody from my adult life that I've known in my adult life, you see yeah. someone in public and you say, hello, you have like a conversation. But when it's people from school, it's like really, I my interactions with people from school have been very strange. Either they just don't acknowledge you yeah. at all, even though they, you know, they mm. were definitely people like I knew. Um, or they're just really school-like interactions and the conversation is very judgmental and, for me, patronising and yeah. just strange. Like, I feel I'm an adult and I wouldn't speak to another yeah. adult in that way. It's weird because, like, if I see my... If I see my real school friends that I grew up with and I saw them in the street, I know it would be like yesterday and it would be fine. Whereas yeah, I it's think... the same for me, but unfortunately, as an adult, I realised that those, the way we were acting at school wasn't a healthy... No, no, they don't change. That's why I never wanted to do my school reunion thing that happened a couple of years ago, no, because I, I just... It wasn't me. No. And I'm sure lots of people had a lovely time, but it wasn't I think me. that's the thing. The moment I left school, my life changed completely, and I became everything I needed to be, and I knew that I was anyway but didn't feel comfortable being when I was at school mm. and my whole thing with school was I ha- I like like you said when you're at school you would spend most of your time alone like yeah. in your form room or whatever I could never have done that at school to me I was so aware of what people would think of me and I like needed to be with someone at all times like even walking yeah. through the corridor alone I couldn't do and then the moment I left school it was like oh my god I'm not like that at all actually yeah. being on your own meant that you're not going to get those nasty comments and make people making you feel like shit yeah. and it's awful that I'm 41 now and I can still remember those moments 
Yeah. I wish that, although they make your character, but sometimes you do wish, I wish I just had a button to switch that off. Yeah. I think I remember, obviously, and like you've been with me when I've run into people from school or whatever, and it's all the same, like it's the same comment. I don't think I was ever like terribly upset by those things. And even now when I reflect on it, it doesn't upset me because I just realised they weren't the right friendships. It's not that they they didn't need to make comments like that and they didn't need to be nasty, but it doesn't upset me because they just, we, they just weren't the right friendship. It just mm. wasn't the right match. Yeah. yeah, whereas my comments, the kind of did, I suppose I'm very much like my mother. <laughs> they, they, they have stuck yeah and sometimes it really it's ridiculous but sometimes it still hurts and i and i i analyze myself and i go god well what was i doing wrong yeah i think if i looked at the things that people said to me from a different perspective if i was seeing it happen to another person like if it was if melia had the same school experiences that i had and i was watching it i'd be so upset for her but for me i just think i don't know it doesn't upset me so much well i think uh, yeah now i think it's actually helped me like obviously i do have my friends now of course but it enables me to access things comfortably without feeling like i can't do that on my own like i'm quite happy to go to a cafe with a good book yeah and i sit there and i read and i have my cup of tea and a bit of cake or i've had dinner on my own i spend my whole life on my own i think but there is still that thing like when I've, um, you know, travelled, obviously, on my own or whatever, and I mm. obviously have to... I don't choose to be on my own, I don't think. I would like somebody to do of things course, with. But, yeah. yeah, I do everything on my own. But there is still that thing where I don't think I'd feel comfortable doing things like going out for dinner on my own at, like, Russian Lakes, where I live, and I'm obviously going to see mm. people I know from school. I don't... I wouldn't... I think I'd still have that thing of, like, oh, I don't want to be on my own and see... Do you know, again... In that I, I, situation, yeah. obviously, I'd go out on my own in my area, but... Maybe, like, 15 years ago, I could have... I, yeah, I would have understood that. Whereas now, I would be quite happy to go off to Russian Lakes and have a nice spot of dinner. And I have done that. Yeah. And I have gone to the local cafes down there and had a, a nice bit of uh, something to eat. For a time after school, I'd um, meet up with people, but... It was hard because I felt like my life and everything I was doing in my life had changed so much and moved on so much. And then the moment you get back to those friendships you had at school, everything reverts back to exactly how it was at school. It just didn't... It was strange. It didn't fit into the life that I was living. Do you think um, in, like, with your social circle of school, do you think, like, by the time you're all 50... Do you think things might have changed and actually you might no. revert back? You don't You don't think people do change? You don't think... Do you think they get to Not 50? when they're maintaining the same friendships. Yeah, I can understand that. But like I said, I think not, not everyone that I went to school with... Like, I had other friends outside of my group that I wish I'd invested more yeah. focus and time in because I think I was more... I had similarities with other people outside of my actual friendship group. Right. And I wish I'd just invested time in those other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm not grateful for the friendships I did have, because I definitely did have really yeah. fun friendships. But they were probably doused in a lot of negativity too, yeah. that I didn't need. 
I couldn't be the way I think of things I couldn't be upset about um friendships ending because I do think nothing is supposed to last forever and you do Mm. like through your life you go through different stages and you have friends to suit those stages so you have your school friends and then you get married and you have your like other couple friends and then you have children you have your parent friends and I just think that's how life goes do you do you think as well a lot of people when they get into relationships that then becomes their friendship circle and like the kids as well their kids become their whole world and they stop seeing their friends yeah which I think sometimes isn't always necessarily not always very healthy I think to do that Mm. I think you do in family situations you do need that like outside person to go to yeah but that's as well what i think some people don't realize is maybe like maybe some people are missing something in their life but they don't realize because lots of people um think it's important to have big groups of friends and a big social circle but actually to have someone that you can confide in and share person because you do yeah. need to share like personal private yeah. things with someone it's and be able to have a conversation yeah. and you can't do that with a big group of friends and talk to everybody you need to have one person really yeah, that definitely. you feel like absolutely comfortable with because it's making the assumption then that all of your group of friends are going to be exactly the same people yeah. they're not they're no. all going to have different opinions on stuff so it is good yes to have have that person it's good to have that person so what about friendships then in your adult life um well obviously you know we're friends <laughs> actually <laughs> <laughs> oh you did <laughs> um and i do have some close friends yeah i think you see these groups of photos yeah. people together and it just i think it puts a lot of pressure because it did with me at the beginning because you do when i first came on facebook and you see all these people in groups and you're like going oh my god i feel so lonely yeah but I only felt lonely because I saw that picture. Yeah. If I'd have never seen that picture, that thought wouldn't have entered my thought I process. I think when I was a teenager, like when I was 17, 18, I maybe felt that way. But I think I've realised that I just am not meant for um, lots of friendships. I think I don't think it's always a... Po- it's not like I, I don't think this is the right way to be. I think... I'm that way for a reason probably and I'm also it's also laziness I think Mm. I think in my mind I come from such a large family yeah and even though I mean I come from a very close family too but even if we're I'm not like best friends of all I mean I do come from a really close family but it's like I I think I'm lazy with friendships because I know I will always have people you around don't, me. You've got I, something to kind of almost yeah fall awful, back on. Fall yeah, back on. I always there will always be people in my life, yeah. so I don't need. I'm not desperate but, for friendships. But again, that's good that you've got that kind of family because there are some. You know, I always say this thing, don't I? That people use the mum and dad, the cousin, the sister, brother name like it means they can get away with. Bitch. That's going away from the friendship. I know, that's I know, not talking about I know, what we're talking I know, about. I know, but it just, it just, it just. Yeah, that's a whole other. Like, that's, yeah, that's a another. family conversation. Um, but having. It's... Yeah, I feel like I always. I will. I even though I'm really quite young in my family compared to all my cousins, um, it's like I'll, I always have people there to do things with. Like there yeah. will always be like 
enough social activity for me to feel fulfilled. Yeah. Because you have a lot of go- <coughs> excuse me, you do have a lot of girls in your family as yeah. well. So you're able to share female like things with, haven't you? You it would be again different if you had a lot of yeah. male relatives. You might yeah. again feel quite lonely because yeah, it's because I, so. yeah, I do like with the gay thing because I haven't got any gay relatives to like, yeah. talk to. But all I do talk to my cousin Sarah quite a lot about yeah. stuff, and all all my cousins actually. Maybe that's the thing as well that's different. I think when I think of my like school friends, that pretty much all of my school friends had an older sister. Mm. Or siblings very close to their age, whereas I don't. I have siblings, but it's like I'm an only child, really, because you're so young. Yeah, because my siblings are like a lifetime older than me, and yeah. I am obviously really close to my siblings and like still live with them, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe that's a difference, like because you kind of do follow in your siblings footsteps don't mm-hmm. you especially if you've got a sibling close in age and maybe with all of my friends they had uh you know there's the importance of a social circle was bigger because they saw that their older sisters had that whereas i just yeah. didn't have that influence yeah but- see i don't think I, I don't feel influenced by my siblings at all because they're just completely different generations they were all of my siblings have have been adults my whole life yeah so yeah 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 (laughs) um i don't think we've given any advice (laughs) (laughs) no we just spoke about ourselves i think we had similar friendship experiences but different outlooks on the friendship or the way or like we felt different i don't i don't for, for me, yeah, we had similar, but I, I don't feel um, like I say. If I saw my friends that I grew up with, it wouldn't bother me. You know, it wouldn't. Yeah, I'd, I'd be quite happy to see them when we do. You know, see each other occasionally. I think I'd be happy to like. You know, I feel like I'm normal and everyone else is weird. <laughs> I, if I see people I went to school with, I am normal. Whereas. The conversation is always stunted because there's a strange comment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I react, I interact with school friends the same as I interact with anyone else, but they still interact like we're at school. Like we're at school. Well, going back to what the the um, lady asked in the, in yeah. the question, I think friendships in adulthood, if you are struggling to make friends then there's lots of outlets out there where you can make friends if that's what you desire mm. you know doing a college course there's lots of yeah. groups you can go and do well there, at the minute obviously there isn't with covid but hopefully after that there's lots of ways of making yeah. acquaintances. i think people my age wouldn't choose to do things like that to make friends because what friend what what similar aged friends are you going to make by going to like join a club but do they, or... do they <coughs> excuse me do they have to always be similar age no though? definitely not but my mum thinks I'm <laughs> terribly strange for not having friends my own age and it thinks it's a concern yeah I am I have never been I think more comfortable with myself oh, and my yeah. life like I think for people my age 
the best friendships you can make are through experiencing the world and yeah. traveling and getting out of where you live and like seeing the world and meeting yeah. different people from different cultures they're the best friendships yeah. i've made yeah all my all the friends the people that i know are all different ages yeah and i would include them all because i wouldn't understand why you wouldn't yeah and i think that if you're struggling to find friendships maybe it's because you're not being open-minded enough yeah yeah you're probably thinking well i'm so used to being with a certain person who's a certain age that's what i need now well why and i also think something that's very important is actually don't put pressure on yourself to find friendships or to find a relationship you have to take some opportunity to know yourself that is so important yeah totally yeah, I think totally. you can't um, have the right friendships or relationships of any form unless you are sure and confident in yourself. I think there is... Uh, obviously, there we do need to acknowledge and say, well, there are some friendships I think we would maybe find a bit weird. Like if you've got like a, a 50-year-old man who suddenly wants to become friends with a 17-year-old schoolgirl. Well, that's basically <laughs> me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, <again. laughs> But would that look a bit weird? Like, so not because I'm gay, so obviously there's nothing, no other reason for our friendship yeah, apart from yeah. just friendship. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, is it wrong to then suggest that a guy of, say, like 40 who's friends with a girl of 19 I think, is I wrong? I think, I, no, I don't, what, friends? Are we talking friends. about friends or are we talking about friends no yeah friends, friends. But... i think i would have been it would have been very easy for me to make friendships with 50 year old mm. people i thought i'm what i'm driven by is interest yeah and uh, um, my interests are usually very similar to older people's <laughs> interests so and the, thing, and the thing is as well when you get to work a lot of people when they start work their friendship circle is their work yeah. circle, and you might be a 21 year old girl in an office full of 45 year old women me (laughs) (laughs) yes or you could be they could be a lot older men um so what does that mean for you that like if there's situations where you've got to go out for work dinners or do things that you won't go because because that person's older yeah i feel i think lots of people lots of people my age would feel that that's weird and like on the surface just look at it as a weird thing so don't even like wouldn't even consider it whereas you have to like delve a bit deeper mm. and if you do get on with someone and have similarities then the friendship is like because i think it's people you have to question the people that look because i do know lots of people that would have that opinion but you have to think why the thing that you're doing here is almost like you're sexualizing yeah somebody's friendship so is the problem those people or is the problem you because you're the one already going "Mm, that's strange but what is making it strange yeah i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about but i think i like going back to what i said before because I've been thinking about this a lot recently in terms of like relationships Mm. and friendships that people get so, I think people only um, feel, 
I think people's mindset is that you go after what feels exciting and new and passionate, but those emotions are not meant for longevity. No. Those things are not supposed to last forever. And so, but that's what people are always chasing, particularly in relationships. Mm -hmm. You want the excitement and the passion, but those things don't last forever. So that's no. not realistic. And I do think you need to you need to be flexible and you need to move with the moments because i like i think your whole life it just is made up of moments in time and you just yeah. have to live through those moments and when things end they end and then you move on to the next yeah. thing that's how my that's how i work i think so we're gonna, so we're going to say for this lady friendship wise if you're lonely there are lots of places you can make friends but don't push it don't force those things so like becomes unnatural then you end up with friends that you don't really want to be friends yeah. with um because i think that like that's what the advice has been for me like with my mum because she thinks um i'm never gonna meet someone for a relationship if i don't have friendships of my like my own age and she gets worried about that yeah but, no, i can I and can she says that. like um she's suggested like she has retracted it now but she's suggested that maybe um you like i should kind of maintain the school friendships i had mm. because they will be useful for the thing that i need them to be useful for yeah, yeah but i don't think that's what i want i don't want to put myself in a situation that makes me feel rubbish yeah. just for the sake of getting what I need the, the thing is I can I, again I totally understand where you're coming from I, I can see where you why your mum would say the things she, she does because at the end of the day your mum only yeah. cares I could I could worry, do that I don't know why I, did this. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that but it's like um doing it without any emotion do you know what I mean yeah. like it would be like I'd have to turn off my humanity and just like spend time with people that I don't really yeah. like I'm not really yeah. interested in just to go out like in a social way and meet other people and then maybe I'll like that's yeah. how a relationship would start for me I think that's but, a struggle that I have more like meeting yeah. people on a relationship level rather than friendship well that's again if this woman's question is is that is that what she's hoping for like when she's talking about friendships and going into adulthood, is she on her own? Do you know? Is is I think it. Was, I think it was more. I think it was solely based around friendships. Oh, well, well, I, I think when you get into adulthood, from what I know of, um, you either end up with a few close friends or that probably turned off ages ago. I did it. I think as you get into adulthood, um, you either you can either have a few close friends or you your friends are your family. Mm. I think that's why there is a lot of loneliness. Okay. Do you think that's why you? And again, I say I don't understand where your mum comes from. Obviously, she's mum and she's gonna worry. Is that what she worries about for you that you will be lonely? Or she's I know I your mum. She's a... desperate for you to have loads of grandkids. Yeah, it's a relationship <laughs> thing. She's worried. Well, she's not worried, but she obviously i do that is some that is what is missing from my life i don't yeah. feel like there's anything other than that missing from my life um and it is friendships are um like a pathway into meeting yeah. a um, yeah. partner and 
she thinks I'm lacking in the type of friendships that will lead to me yeah. meeting someone. Which I can see, I can see where she's coming from and I can understand it. But for you, I don't think you would settle just to be friends with anyone. No, and that's the thing. Just, like, this is just not your character. No, and like... I could be wrong, but that's... No, I just... no you're right. And like I said earlier, I've never felt more comfortable and content with my life. Yeah. As it is now. But the only thing I'm missing, obviously, is um, a relationship to have someone to do you know, everything with. with yeah. yeah. But I, I am also very content and very independent and I'm happy to do things on my own, which is an issue for me because then it's like, am I ever going to meet someone? Because yeah. I'm, so like, I'm so comfortable doing everything on my own. Well, as I said a million times to you, it will happen when you least expect it. Yeah, I, I think it will happen when you least expect it. And I don't mean to be patronising in any way. So, you know, you're only 20, like 21, 22, 23. How old are you again? I'm 22. I've said 20... it about five times. <laughs> 22 years old. It is still young. There's still plenty of time. And statistically, aren't women having children much later? Don't again? say that to me. No, I know, I know you don't want that. I know you want to have children when you're younger. And I, I get that. I totally get that. But I'm instantly annoyed. I know. Instantly, she's like, like rubbing her hands ready to punch me in the face. Um, no, but what I'm saying is there isn't the same kind of pressure like in society for women to have families no. so young. Now. I still feel pressure, though like from myself but that yeah that's the inner workings of your yeah your uh, mother clock isn't it because mm. like when your your mum and all her friends would they have had children quite young so i think my mum was about 21 or mm. 20 when she had my, my brother was 19 yeah so and you know, all my about the same aunties age. and everyone were really yeah. young and i think most my my, but my mum was my 35 when she had me yeah my mum was 28 29 when she had me so yeah. she was considered a, an older mum yeah. Do you think we've answered her question or do you think we've um, <laughs> not answered it at all? I don't know. Well, we've I just think, going back that. to that thing of just don't take everything like so seriously and so to heart because yeah. I really honestly think we chase after the wrong things. We chase after the excitement and the passion, but the reality is that doesn't last forever. You have no. to go with the flow and be more relaxed and realise that your whole life is built up of moments in time and you mm -hmm. have to move with those moments and what the friendships you have here aren't going to be the same friendships that you yeah, have here because you're in different stages yeah, of life. Yeah, because how many 80, 90 year olds that are still around have friends from when they were like kids? So it's come to that time of the... Uh, podcast where we're going to talk about our um spooky kind of weird going on crime. stories yeah crimes mine's crime it's not spooky well mine's spooky so go on, tell, tell me your story so when i was like a teenager and um at sleepovers with my friends we'd always watch obviously like films and horror films and i remember when i watched the orphan yes brilliant film yeah it is it yeah. is a really good film um, and I like loved it but then I was reading a thing about what the true real life story that the orphan is kind of based on and it's not so much a similar story but it's the the character is similar so um, the true story or the true events that happened was um, 
I think it was all in Czechoslovakia, uh, but definitely the girl was Czechoslovakian, and her name was Barbara something. And oh, your middle name. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, and you're a size of a munchkin. Oh my god. Sorry, god. Uh, so she did have the same, like this disease that meant she um, looked really young and didn't yeah. really change from childhood but she was actually 33 and she had done the same as what had happened in the film so she had um kind of deceived people and um even as a 33 year old was still being adopted into families and that's crazy like she must have really looked like oh yeah she did there was pictures of her yeah did you show me no (laughs) (laughs) that was helpful to the story earlier then (laughs) um yeah, so she was living with this one family that she, you know, they'd adopted her and she was 33 at the time, but they ended up, um, she had to leave because of her violent behaviour. Mm. Um, and then I think it was discovered, like they realised what her true age was. And so she couldn't carry on doing what she was doing as in, you know, being a child. <laughs> she had to then go to university um, even though she was 33, so I don't know why they made her go to university, but she had to go to university. And at university, she met these two sisters um, who were uh, schizophrenic. And one of the sisters had two children and she had been married, but her relationship ended because, again, she, um, you know, ill. Yeah. Um, so she made friends with these two sisters. And then after some time, they the two sisters ended up inviting Barbara to come and live with them and then it was there that things just started getting really strange and Barbara um at times apparently kind of truly believed that she was a child and so she became uh jealous of the sis one of the sister's two children um and started kind of mistreating the children but then managed to convince kind of the two sisters to also um Um, mistreat the children so they um locked the children in an iron cage in the basement and just basically tortured them like left them with no food no uh you know they couldn't go to the toilet anywhere they didn't have any uh they were just locked down there in the freezing cold they didn't have any blankets or anything um, and then Barbara got the idea, you know, inspired by Hansel and Gretel, to kind of fatten the children up with their um, oh intention God. to, like, eat. Oh, my God. It <laughs> so me sick. they yeah. did that again over time. They fed the children. They fed the children, fattened them up, and then started... And all three of these women were involved in it, even the mother of the children. Um, they started cutting off um it was it started with bits of skin from the legs but the wounds were so deep that sometimes the bone was exposed um that's horrible yeah and then they really got a taste for human flesh so they uh started like cutting off limbs and the children obviously were still alive like there was no uh they were just cutting off things from their bodies um and then one day Oh, and then they installed a camera. These women installed a camera down there so that they could kind of torture the children through the camera or whatever. Um, And then a neighbour who had a baby monitor somehow accidentally intercepted their um, 
their camera and ended up seeing like the horrific things that were happening to these children so he immediately phoned the police the police turned up and um the two sisters answered the door and tried to deter them from going down into the basement but the police you know went down there and barbara was there with the two children pretending to be one of the children and she said that she'd been adopted by the sisters and she was in the same boat as the other children that's what she made out so the children were taken um to hospital one of them ended up dying as soon as they were taken to the hospital and the sisters corroborated the story that the barbara was a child that they adopted and kind of stuck up for her um so barbara was taken to a children's home but ended up escaping in the night um and then in the end the two sisters did admit the truth behind it all and that they'd been coerced by barbara and they were sentenced to 12 years and then eventually barbara was found and she was sentenced to five years which i don't understand why she why she only get five years but then she ended up only serving four and she was released in 2011 so i don't know what she's doing now but yeah working in uh, my office i think (laughs) (laughs) you are small there's something that's horrible isn't it that's a really hard like yeah. to put those children in the cellar and then like yeah bits of their special I didn't techniques. know that 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 there was well there has been recently hasn't there that other story of that other woman who had the same like genetic disease where she didn't age and she looked like a child do you remember like recently yeah, was that story oh god yes i do remember yeah um Um, and she had been adopted gone through like all the adoption agencies and she was adopted to a family was this recently or have i just made am i just making this up this is the story isn't it to offer (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) and then she comes on to the dad (laughs) yeah no it is exact the exact replica of the story of the orphan but it happened recently i'm sure (laughs) There's a nun in it, and she beats her face in. I don't know. Now I'm confused. I'm confused too. I don't think I've made You're it up. You'll have to Google it. You'll have to Google it. I'll quickly Google it now. But how the hell did she manage to coerce them into doing all that abuse? That's weird. I don't know. Well, can you find out? <laughs> Jesus, you're on the phone. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's loads of stories, because then that... That one from 2019 says mother claims Ukrainian adopted daughter nine was 22 and had dwarfism. Mm. Yeah, that was it because it was the same like story of the orphan. They, this girl that had been recently adopted, yeah, and then she (laughs) (laughs) um, started being like bathed by the mum, and then the mum realised because the daughter had like pubic hair and stuff, so she realised, and then they found out what like the adoption agency had kind of forged the paperwork and stuff i think and then they found out um but instead of like disowning her they put her up in an apartment she had to like go to school and stuff and what or university i don't know maybe i've just made it all up i don't know i'm gonna shave my beard off and uh, get myself a lovely five (laughs) (laughs) my god that's crazy yeah Uh, well mine is it suddenly brought into my mind um I remember seeing the pictures when I was a kid. It happened, I think, a couple of years before I was born. Yeah. But I always remember on one of the like Sunday magazines, they were talking about the story, and it's called the Enfield Ghost Haunting. And, and well, they 
They yeah, did no, a for, they did Sorry, a Sorry, I just said oh, that thing that we were talking about in the week. How, oh, well, me yeah. realizing <laughs> it's actually rude to correct yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it's but like I just, can't help it. So I just look at you and went oh. <laughs> It's like totally went over my head. Like, I just can't resist. I just cannot resist. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so the um Enfield haunting um <laughs> Obviously, it's a place in North London, yeah. and uh, the photos I remember seeing were two, and I can still picture them quite clearly in my head. And it was these two girls that lived in a house, and apparently they were possessed, or the house was possessed by a demon spirit. And it was photographs of them being launched out of their beds or found on top of wardrobes and things. And um, apparently. <sighs> some entity was doing that now when you look at the photos they were quite so in these photos you obviously see the girls levitating and on top of the wardrobes and it looks scary as a kid i was like it was kind of terrifying um but now when you look at it you think for god's sake they could have quite just jumped in the air and jumped off their beds and yeah been put on top of the wardrobes um but at the time there wasn't all these you didn't have your mobiles it was just literally pictures in a paper um, but I think, and it was quite well known. I think they, they, I'm sure they had like news uh, reporters go to the house and a lot of witnesses to things and and that. Um, but I'm sure um, in the last couple of years there was a load of um, footage that come out of them being interviewed, and you could tell the girls were making it up. And I'm sure at some point one of the girls admits mm. to it but it never I don't know I think it's one of those stories like the Loch Ness Monster whether people can make money from it yeah. they keep going even if it's not true or not yeah. you know they'll, they'll keep making money from it yeah. and I think obviously they will but yeah I just remember these girls they both had like kind of 70s style bowl haircuts <laughs> and these 70s obviously style like pyjamas on like night dresses and like just these photos where is one where she's launched off a bed and she's yeah. in midair and her socks she's got white socks on and her legs yeah, are up yeah. and you and then you was like oh my god that's really scary I, don't know, I saw that this morning actually on one of those things that I was reading and I don't I, even think it looks real it just looks no, like she's jumping well, off the bed but that's what I mean but you've got to remember that imagine being in the early 80s as a kid not seeing what we have now um, not that we could have access to yeah so seeing those photos would have been scary. Whereas now you look at it and you go, well, that's just how... I could go and do that now. I yeah, could go exactly. to my bedroom. You could take a photograph of me flying through the air, going, ah, and then go, oh my God, it's the Rushton... But Margaret I don't know. Savignon like, Why didn't people think that at the time, though? Because... It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't you. It wouldn't have been staged any differently. Like then, she would have just jumped off the bed and someone snapped it. And now, someone would just jump off the bed and someone snaps it. So why did it, nobody think that at the time? I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know. I you're just a, idiots. I've got a time machine. <laughs> I wasn't around when it actually happened. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Were people more easily led then? I mean, we're not talking the Middle Ages where people yeah. still believed in spirits and things. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's always good to be a bit scared, isn't it? Well, that's another exciting story from mm-hmm. <laughs> our podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week. Yeah. So it's been lovely speaking to you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Bye. All right, then. Bye. 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 Bye.